Welcome, guys. Coach Barrick here, Equity Podcast. A few months ago, I asked for, hey, what are some things that you wish you knew before you started the gym? And a bunch of people sent me some stuff, and I'm really appreciative, really appreciate what they did. And what we're going to do is I'm going to go through and answer some of these um, from start to bottom. Um, I haven't really prepped um, that much for these, and we're just going to kind of do it. All right, first one here is from Becca is how to deal with calluses. So I'm gonna start with just like a quick, hey, here's the base, and then I'm gonna give you some, some, some information on where you should go from there. So the first one is we wanna manage the height of the callus, right? And how we do that is a callus shaver, or um, the, also known as a corn shaver, I believe, uh, shaver's the right word, but callus shaver. If you just Google that, it'll come up. Um, some way to mitigate that. Um, there's other, like, they have, like, grater type things. I'm not a big fan of those, but some people really like them. Um, a pumice stone will not remove enough material. That's more just to make your hands nice and smooth. You need something that actually moves, removes some skin. And callus shaver's probably going to be the best way to do that. So that's the first step, is make sure that we're keeping those calluses relatively low. And the reason is if they build in height, there's more room for um, friction to remove a callus. And when we see callus removal, generally speaking, it's from uh, a couple things. One is we're working out and we just have a lot of friction and it eventually just comes off. Um, also, when we're doing a, a workout and we're sweating a lot, what happens is that skin softens from all of the, the, you know, all the sweat. The skin gets soft and now it's easier to pull off. So now you have that bar, you know, deadlifts or cleans or, you know, pull-ups and then soft skin plus friction, we're going to pull that callus off. So we want to make sure that we keep them nice and low. There's, if there's less surface area there, there's less room for that bar um, to pull it off. So that's the first thing is managing the height. The second one is care. We want to make sure our hands are healthy um, and make sure that they we're taking care of them. And the, the big thing is hydration. We want to make sure that our hands are hydrated. If they're super dry, that callus is going to come off easier, right? Dry skin flakes off. If that, if that callus is super dry, it's just going to pop right off. So we, we want to make sure that our hands stay hydrated. The best time to do that is at night before you go to bed. Get a high-quality um, lotion, rub that in, and then leave it in overnight. We're not using our hands at night, so that lotion has a time to absorb. If we do it during the day, which isn't a terrible thing, like you can still lotion your hands during the day, but we're generally doing stuff, and that lotion will rub off on other things when um, at night you know, you're not doing anything. So it really has a chance to get in there and really absorb into it. So keeping your hands hydrated is really going to help prevent that um, the the calluses from pulling off. And the next one is we just have to use our hands um, in in two parts. One is like use your hands deadlift. Sometimes don't use grips for pull ups. Use your hands um, and you learn on on the other side of that is learn how to use them properly. Make sure we're setting up, we're grabbing the bar properly on the, the barbell or the pull-up bar or the kettlebell swing or whatever it is, make sure on the rings, make sure we're, our grip is in a proper position. If we're holding things wrong, 
and we're getting excessive um, rotation uh, on that implement, there's more friction, there's a higher chance of pulling off. So those are the big three. Like if I just had to give somebody, you know, a short little brief, that's the big three. Manage your height of your calluses, lotion them at night, and then use your hands properly. If, we, if you want to get a little deeper dive into that, I have two things for you. A long time ago, 2014, I think it was, um, I did a post called Five Tips for Bulletproof Hands. It's awesome. It's really good. That is what I use, and I don't, I tear very, very rarely. So check that out. I did an update on that. Um, I think it might have been this year, actually. I did an update where I just, I think I added a sixth thing. And, um, I'll share both of those in the in the show notes if you want to check those out and dig a little deeper into like like really deep dive on on maintaining your hands. So that's how to deal with calluses. They're gonna happen if you work out, and that's okay. Embrace it. Thank you, Becca. Our next one is from Jackie, and it is when to use a belt. Um, that's a very vague question. Um, and uh, I, I need to kind of narrow it in, or we can talk about this for a really long time. So the first thing I'm going to say is uh, what we're going to start with. We're, we're assuming that you're already using a belt. Um, there are people that don't necessarily need one. Um, but let's say you're on the first thing is like, let's say we're getting ready to, I've never used a belt before. Um, when you start like moving some real weight, and that's a relative for you if you start moving some real weight compared to what you do or if you want to kind of see what you're capable of you might want to start thinking about using a belt um, the reason and like how we use a belt you need to learn like like there's there's a way to use a belt and a way not to use a belt there's also the reason why we use a belt at all like like why do people even use it in the first place like that's how we could you take that question but i want to take it a different way and reason is I, I answer all of those questions in a in another video. I, I talk about how and why we use a belt, like specifically, like this is what we're doing. The short answer is we're trying to increase the pressure in our abdomen. The, the more pressure, the more abdominal pressure we can create, you can hear my voice changing because I'm trying to do it. Um, the more pressure we can get, that's gonna help support our spine and we'll be able to lift more weight. That's the short version of it. But I have a video, again, I'll have that in the show notes that you can check it out and I, I show you how and where, like where to put it and how to put it um, and a little more deep dive into that. And like, just if you've never used a belt, if you've never used a belt before, that's where you wanna start. So for Jackie, she's lift, she's been lifting for a, a long time. So um, I think her question is like, when should I be using it when, like in class, like wh when is the proper time to do that? So we're going to break it down two things. First one is strength, and then, then we'll talk about a mecon. So the first one with strength is we want to use it before we need it. So if if you can lift, like when we're warming up, you shouldn't be using a belt for all your warm-up sets. We want to make sure that we can create that pressure on our own. We want to make sure that we're warming up and feeling good and feeling fast without that belt. The belt's just going to be that cherry on top that just makes that lift feel dynamite. So warm up without it, and then you're like, all right, I can lift this X weight without a belt, but man, I really want it because it's going to help a lot for it. 
then we want to start probably using that belt the set before, right? So if you're like, oh man, I'm at 150 pounds and I really need that belt, and your set before that is going to be 135, put the belt on for 135 even though you don't need it just to make sure like it starts feeling good and you start getting comfortable with that belt. And then on that next set, that 150, 155, when you like, like, oh, I need this, then you can put it on and you can feel comfortable with it and ready to go. So that's where I would start um, with the strength stuff. And then as you need it, there are times when you just don't use it at all. Um, just, hey, I want to work on my midline stability and really focus on my form and technique, then we can do that as well. But if we're if we plan on using the belt, start using it a set before um, and then warm up without it. Sometimes it can be a few more before that, um, but make sure to warm up without it, then add to it. Next one is Metcons. Um, and it's when you need it. Generally, I'll use a belt, like let's, let's say I'm clean and jerking and I'm gonna use a belt for a weight, you know, anything like 225. I'm gonna wear a belt for that, for strength work, clean and jerks. In a Metcon, I might wear a belt for, and, and for a 185, when I'm building up to that 225, if I'm doing like 185, I, I don't want to use a belt for that. I'm, you know, it's one or two reps and I'm fine. But in a Metcon, um, for 185, I might throw that belt on for the Metcon because when you're tired, um, you know, it, it can be harder to keep those positions so that belt can help you get on there. I don't think there's a hard, fast rule for this. It's like if you feel you need it, then wear it. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that wear belts for snatches, and I can. I, I don't like wearing belt for snatches. Um, it just doesn't feel quite right. I think you need a little too much um, uh, extension in that bottom position, and it just doesn't help me um, at all. But other people like it on that, so like it. It depends. Um, where you feel like you need it. Um, and you can also use them in, in movements that you don't necessarily think you might need them, like a shoulder press. I wear, I wear my, my belt for shoulder presses a lot of times, and that's more back to the strength side, but they help me with my shoulder press when I'm doing it. it really helps me build that pressure in the, in the midline. You also want to think about the flow of the workout. <clears throat> Sometimes you can take it off or put it back on. Um, that's why I'm such a big fan of Velcro belts, especially for us, um, because you can loosen it up and tighten it as you need to, whereas a leather pin one, you just can't do that. It's not it's not fast. So it, it and, and also, like maybe you don't want it fully tight. You just want a little bit. Um, you can do that as well, depending on how you're feeling. And how you're feeling might change throughout that workout. So, you know, the Metcon, it's a little bit more of like, it's you, it's like you have to figure that out. The strength, it can be a little bit more like a set before is where you want. Um, yeah, sweet. I hope that helps. Um, like I said, check out the, the video in the show notes about how and why we use a belt. If you're interested on like, when, what the hell does this belt even do? That'll, that'll kind of talk about it a little bit. So that's that. Yeah. Um, next one. Uh, this one's from Jake. Um, this one is progress, uh, build motivation. 
so this one's a little more count like those two are like very specific like knowledge type thing or like a belt and calluses like very specific this one's a little more vague a little more heady is progress builds motivation and i think what happens is when people start they have this this burst of motivation like oh i need to i want to start working out and get this and this and this and this and then you know two weeks a month later all that motivation is gone and now all we have is the grind of working out every day and people are like well i don't want to do that today and they lost that motivation so they're not going to come and what jake is saying is when you start seeing progress, when you start seeing results, that's when motivation truly comes. Motivation isn't something um, that comes at the at the beginning. It's something that comes after. When you start seeing results, that's when it gets easy. That's when it. That's when it. When motivation can start coming in, like oh, I did this. Now I want to do that. Oh, I'm so close. I'm getting better. Like my 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 pull pulling strength is getting so much better. I'm almost there to a pull up. And you're like, oh, I got to keep going so I can get that. Like that's when motivation comes. When you get started, you know it's tough. And that's almost like the payment that you have to put in. You have to put in the work in order to get the motivation. Like it doesn't just happen. Um, when you start seeing results, when you start leveling up, like you start seeing all these little things. Oh man, I have a little more definition in my arm. Ooh, you know, the the 55 pound push press didn't feel as heavy this week as it did three weeks ago. I'm starting to understand what a snatch looks like or what it is. Like I actually remember what it is. You were last in the workout for the first three weeks and now you came up to, you know, you were in the top five of the workout for this one time. And then you were, you know, second to last in the other one, but you were getting better. We don't necessarily want to compare, but like that's, there's progress. If you're, you're seeing something, something's changing. That's when motivation comes in. The longer the more consistency that you show over time, the more motivation you'll have to keep going. It's, it's a snowball. It'll just keep going up and up and up over time. Now, life events can get in the way, but generally, you, you, you keep getting it. When you see results, you want to keep doing those things. Think about it in anything you've ever been good at. The better you get at it, the more you want to do it because it's fun and it's exciting and you're good at it. It's tough when you're struggling with it, but you're the type of person that does hard things. You are the type of person that enjoys the journey, even if that journey is hard, because you know the type of, because you know what you're gonna get out of that in the end. You're going to grow out of that. If it was easy, there wouldn't be any growth from it. It being hard 
makes it worthwhile. It being hard brings value to it. It being hard is going to make you a better person. It's going to make you a different person. And that's when motivation can really start helping. So it's okay that you're not motivated when you start. It's okay that it it's hard and you don't always want to do it. But we have to build the habits and the consistency so that over time we can start building that motivation. All right, I think that went pretty good. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Hope you guys learned something. Do you have a question for me? You should what one, do you have a question for me? We can talk about it. Or what is something you wish you knew um, before you started? Talk about that a little bit. As always, thank you. I really appreciate really appreciate everything you guys do um, for us listening and being members at the gym. Um, cheers, guys.